welcome to Hashtags for the Sand. Uh, I wanted to release this bonus episode to kind of build a recap off of the Eurobeat Soccer League Super Final that happened in uh, Nazaré, uh, Portugal. Uh, it finished today with Portugal, but they're coming out on top 4-0. Second place being Switzerland, 3-1. and one. Uh, Third place being the Ukraine, who ended up going 2-2, two and two, one win off of penalties. Uh, France coming in fourth, one and three, and Germany unfortunately walking away 0 and four without any points. Um, just kind of building off of each day. The first day was a great match between the Ukraine and Germany. Ukraine, who honestly surprised me a lot throughout this tournament. Um, going into it, they played a lot of great beach soccer, moving the ball well, uh, being able to throw bikes. Uh, a lot of their players were deadly in their um, forward half, but also defending well. So they held Germany. Um, they were in the lead for the majority until Germany came back and was able to tie it up in the final period. Um, but coming down to PKs, you know, they, they went through a lot of rounds of PKs. Um, pretty dramatic, but they ended up coming out on top uh, four to three in P- PKs. Uh, the second game of the first day was Portugal against France, and France just got absolutely blown out. Portugal was on fire. Um, it was really tough to, for France to put together passes um, against Portugal. Portugal was very high press, and putting that kind of pressure on France really prevented them from stringing along passes, uh, defending well, moving the wall to the back, and Portugal was just deadly from pretty much all over the court. Uh, Getting into day two, Switzerland continued to discourage this French side, winning 10-2. I believe that Ott and Stankovic both had uh, hat tricks in this game, which through momentum they've been playing for the Russian Kristall side, who just came in third in the Russian Beach Soccer League, um, whose head coach is also the head coach of the Switzerland national team. So um, they've been able to play with each other a lot building into this uh, Euro Beach Soccer League, and it's shown. Uh, Ott and Stankovic looked fantastic. Stankovic, again, just, just deadly up from top. And even Elliot, goalkeeper, managed to bag a goal, which also speaks volumes to him as a goalkeeper, being able to play out of the back but also be deadly, which forces the other team to have to um, make a play on him without giving him free shot. Uh, Portugal comes out on top against Germany on day two. Uh, I believe the final on that was four to one. And you know Germany, after coming off that tough loss and penalties to Ukraine, um, are a physical team and they provide a lot of skill, a lot of players able to hit the ball um, off the sand well, rather than uh, you know it's, it's a technique being able to hit the ball off the sand and score goals. And I feel like. Germany's athleticism kept them in with the reigning champs, um, but Portugal was able just to shift gears in the second period, um, really pull back some goals. B. Martins, um, Lorenco, you know, I, it's so year that we had four separate Portuguese goal scorers, which you know speaks volume to the depth of their bench, um, and able to continue to push through in games like that, big games like that. On day three, Germany had an opportunity to play France, both teams being 0-2, really looking to come away with a win. Uh, I think both teams really had a chip on their shoulder, knowing that 
you know, this was a real opportunity for them to turn around their, their tournament and, you know, get some points. France does walk away from that game five to four, um, which, you know, should really heighten their confidence based on how many goals they had conceded in the prior two games against the two best teams of the tournament. Um, you know, it was interesting to see even, even Beach Soccer Worldwide highlighted one of the goals that they had where they're moving the ball so well. I think it was just one, one two-touch passing, um, and that's really the France that if we had seen this entire tournament really could have made an impact on those first two games. Um, obviously playing a German side who's not as in form as a, a Swiss or a Portuguese side probably helped them get the ball under their feet and play well, but, you know, you can't help but think what would happen if France was playing this well um, in their first two games. Ukraine just showed a lot of, again, skill and heart when it came to them playing the, the Swedish side, the strong Swedish side. Stankovic again coming out with his second hat-trick of the tournament. Uh, you, just, you just can't have him up top by himself. And there were even a couple of times where he was able to steal the ball from the team, um, poach a little bit, and then bag a goal. So Stankovic being huge, huge uh, playmaker for the Swiss side. He's just a huge presence up top, and he's acrobatic in the sense that he can score bicycle kicks, scissor kicks, um, but he can also make cheeky plays like chipping the ball back post. So Stankovic really being, again, the deciding factor coming into this tournament uh, for the Swiss and being a huge, um, huge playmaker for the team. Uh, and that, that shows moving into the final day as well with Portugal, uh, both teams being 3-0, and both teams being 3-0 and going into their final game prior to playing each other, right? So Switzerland's playing Germany, Portugal's playing Ukraine. Both teams want to have good momentum going into their final matchup against each other for the uh, European title. So Switzerland's playing a German side who... You know, they have, they have no real, they have no momentum. Their confidence is probably shot. Um, but, you know, they, they want to walk away with this as much, as good of an experience as ever um, as they can get. So coming to this game, Switzerland does walk away 8-6. to six, um, But there's just goals on goals on goals. Uh, we see that a Hodel uh, hat trick for the Swiss team. Um, Hodel has just been fantastic in my mind. I know that when you think Switzerland beats soccer, you think Noel Ott, you think Stankovic. But Hodel for me was just a great player when he was starting, a great player coming off the bench if his team needed you know, that, that energy off the bench. I, I just think that that was Hodel, and that's, that's what he's been for this team. I think the four key players being the two that I mentioned, Hodel and then Elliott as well, I think were just huge. And they really, you know, were, I think they were highlighted in this tournament. Um, Hodo, again, acrobatics, he's, he's throwing bikes. He's, he's hitting well off the sand. Um, and he's just defending well also. And then, I mean, even, even the German player, Bakiri, had a hat trick as well. So, you know, this was a game where Germany was able to also score goals. Yeah, they conceded the eight. But, you know, this is something that we were looking from Germany. We were looking for them to score goals and, kind of get some wind in their sails type deal. Um, German, Germany also had a young player in Meltzer who had a great showing. I think skill-wise, he just looks comfortable on the ball. Um, he's able to play his team and, you know, change direction, move quick on the ball himself. He's, he's a deadly player for sure, and I think they just need to build the team around um, 
around that kind of skill level, that kind of player. And there being a German soccer league, I think will be huge for Germany as a country moving forward. And I keep coming back to this Ukraine team. Portugal ends up beating this Ukraine team 4-2, to two, but I can't help but root for them and still say that Ukraine is a team to watch out for in beach soccer in general. Um, they held the reigning champs as best they could. Um, there was one point during the game where, you know, the first period, the Ukraine goalie uh, makes a mistake and then Portugal is able to capitalize on it. Um, and so for me, after that Ukraine goalkeeper comes out, they put the other goalkeeper in, they look a lot cleaner. I can't help but think if they start with that goalkeeper at the beginning, you know, maybe they, he doesn't make that mistake. Maybe they, they don't get scored on there and, you know, they have a goal themselves. But, you know, that's how beach soccer is. Um, but Ukraine does great. Unfortunately, just loses 2-4. Uh, to four. Leo B. Martin's getting on the score sheet. Um, and that's, that's great momentum for Portugal and Switzerland moving into the final when they're, they're looking to play each other uh, for the title. So after that day, uh, Germany is locking up fifth place. Uh, had a better showing in that game versus the Swiss than their three, ga their three games prior. Um, but they do unfortunately walk away with no points. Um, France and Ukraine go head-to-head. -head. At this point, France is playing for third place. Um, and Ukraine's looking to uh, really get a win that they deserve in my mind. And they do. They, they walk away 7-2. Um, and a lot of their goals during that match were from their players drawing fouls and then scoring fantastic goals on free kicks and set pieces. Um, and I think that's something that the Ukraine has a lot. They, they have a lot of versatile players, right? So players that can draw fouls, players that can defend. But then, you know, you throw that one of those players up top and if you hit their chest, right, like they, they can throw a bike. So, um Ukraine really, I think, walked away with a win that they deserve and really added to that uh, goal differential for France, unfortunately. I, th I, believe, I believe overall France had a, they had a negative 19 goal differential, um, which kind of speaks volumes to their defense and their shape, um, as well as potentially their goalkeeper, Salazar, who just got demolished in the back. Um, so we finally get to the title match between Portugal and Switzerland, and that game was phenomenal. It was everything you could really ask for in a competition like this coming out of the pandemic and these countries being able to compete. Um, it ended up being five to four, the reigning champs walking away with this title. Um, and the main component to this game for me was that Elliot, the Swiss goalkeeper, and Andrade, the Portuguese goalkeeper, both amazing goalkeepers. Andrade is one goalkeeper of the year, um, you know, in the past, as well as Elliot has just been one of those rising stars on beach soccer worldwide that people are telling you to watch out for. Um, two different styles. So Elliot's good with his feet. I would say Andrade is better, but Elliot is proven to be dangerous as a goalkeeper, even from his half of the court. Elliot's able to move forward, and if you're not checking to him, he's taking a shot, and it's accurate, and it's, it's well-struck. Whereas Andrade is just, like, fantastic in terms of possession, able to move the ball to his defenders and, like, just maintain possession very well. I think one thing I would have loved for, to see from him would be him testing Elliot from his side because I feel like, the Swiss, the Swiss defended in a 2-1-1, and that top 
most forward player wasn't stepping to Andrade as much as he could have because he knew that Andrade wasn't going to shoot or Andrade hasn't tested a shot on goal. So they didn't feel like they had to press him as much. Um, and maybe that was their game. Maybe they didn't want, they wanted Andrade to have more time on the ball so that their players in front of him could make more movement and time. Um, but I really felt like the Swiss didn't feel like they needed to press the goalkeeper as much because they didn't see him taking a shot as a threat. Um, one thing the Portuguese did really well was their defenders played stop-go stop football. So, they, you know, B. Martins, Leo Martins, quick players who just move with the ball on the sand as if the sand is even a factor. Um, both Leo and B. were able to, like I said, play stop-go soccer. So a player like Stankovic who's defending them up top, they're much quicker than Stankovic on the sand, and especially if they can get him flat-footed and wait to make the quick move, they're going to cut in. They're going to you know, shoot with their left foot, shoot with their right foot. Or if they cut in, Stankovic is beaten, their next player, Hodel, say, comes in, has to defend, and then another player is wide open on the back post or in the middle, uh, able to make a goal. And you know that, that happened on numerous occasions. Uh, not to say that the Swiss didn't have their opportunities because they definitely did. I, there was even a couple of times that Stankovic frustratingly wasn't able to uh, finish a one-on-one. Um, and, you know, he, he gave a tribute to uh, the Portuguese goalkeeper at one point because he knew he made a save that was just amazing. And Andrade was making saves all over the place. Um, the Swiss were able to hit volleys, hit shots, hit bikes from anywhere, basically on the front court forward. Um, and Andrade was all over it. You know, he was, he was making saves left and right, which really conflicted with me um, trying to figure out which goalkeeper I thought was the goalkeeper of the tournament. Um, but I think, I, I genuinely think Andrade changed my mind. It was originally Elliot in my mind, but Andrade made saves that kept Portugal in the game and kept the momentum in their favor. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I think it was a great game. I think at first, the Swiss were a little flat-footed, which allowed Portugal to play the way they wanted. Uh, but once Switzerland settled in, you know, they were, they were really good contenders. Um, I think, unfortunately, there was some, some heavy legs. Uh, I feel like Stankovic and Noel Ott played the majority of the game, uh, rightfully so, being, you know, some of the, the two, if not the two, best players on the team. Um, but it really showed. I felt like uh, Stankovic was sandbagging a little bit, which allowed Portuguese to attack out of the, the, uh, the back a lot more uh, without getting contested right away. Uh, so, yeah, ultimately, great, great competition. It was great to see. I mean, I know originally there was, I think, 12 teams that were supposed to come in and play. Um, but even with these five, it was just awesome to see some beach soccer back again. And I know we have another competition getting ready to happen right now. Um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, shout out to Luisa and uh, Lauren from the women's national team who are getting ready to play right now for the Euro Winners Cup. Um, very excited to watch some of that and see how they do. Um, I know that a lot of our players here in the States would love to get started again. And I think uh, once this pandemic's over, hopefully we can get back to our form and push forward. Um, I saw that the next Beach Soccer World Cup is going to be in Russia 2021. That's awesome to see because that nation is, you know, they're, they're a top beach soccer nation. So that's, that's awesome to see. And I just hope momentum going forward, these competitions continue, um, the players stay safe, and we can keep beach soccer going. 
Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I uh, do have another episode coming out this Friday, so stay tuned for that. But just wanted to highlight this awesome competition and kind of talk about some great beach soccer. Uh, if you want to find me on anything on Instagram, it's at Full On Beach Soccer. On Twitter, it's Just Beach Soccer. Um, on Facebook, Full On Beach Soccer. And if you're listening, uh, you can find this hashtag Spread the Sand on any platform that you listen to podcasts on. If you happen to be listening to a podcast uh, platform that allows you to leave a rating or review, please do so. Um, I read all of them, and it helps the podcast out loads. Um, appreciate you all listening. Looking forward to more beach soccer in the future. Stay safe. See ya.